Let's go, Robert. Let's kick it off, brother. I've never heard, I've never heard that before. I've never heard that this meeting is being recorded because we're never on that end. But Was that on my end? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, see, not good at tech. Things just <laughs> There you go, Locke's just, hey, for those listening at home, Locke's clicking the buttons for the first time. He doesn't really know what to do. But, um, Cara, thank you so much for jumping on the Funny Business Podcast. For those at home listening, tell us who are you and what do you do? Thanks for having me, guys. It's, yeah, really nice to be here. Um, I'm a co-founder and design director of Made For. We're a studio based in Collingwood. And we specialise in doing large-scale commercial workspaces and residential projects. Co-founded the business in 2016 with my partner, Mitch. And over the last, say, seven years, we've grown the team to 20 people, which is interior designers, architects, project coordinators, and furniture specialists. (laughs) Wow, Ralph, that's that's heaps going on. We had Mitch on the pod, (laughs) I think it was, was it last year or the year before? I can't remember if it was 21 or 22, but... We had a deep dive segment uh, with him about workspaces and like some of the stuff that you guys do is fucking crazy. But what's even crazier that you guys are a couple building it out together. Like how did that all start? Like building a building a business with your boy Mitch, Milky J. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's pretty wild. I don't I don't think look, I don't think I ever dreamed about building a business. I don't think that's ever how it came about. I was 23 or 24 at the time and Mitch and I were working together at another business. We are doing a pretty, like, similar thing. That was a 35-person business that had been around for about 20 years or so. And to be honest, I, I was pretty junior, obviously, but I wasn't really getting along with management that well. So I guess for me, like, I just decided that, that wasn't for me anymore. Like I wasn't going to continue working there and I left and I pretty much had no other prospects, like didn't know what I was going to do. So we just had a client that we were doing a a fit out for with that business. And when I left, he said, why don't you guys, why don't you do the furniture for me? And I said, well, I'm not really doing anything else. So I guess, yeah. I'll do that for you and then I'll see, I'll see where things go. And I just jumped straight into it. I guess for me it was just not about letting, like I didn't want to let anyone down. I didn't want to let that client down. I just jumped straight in and things kind of just snowballed from there. Mitch hadn't left the business at that point. It was just, it was just me and, yeah, I don't know. I never had these huge plans for it to go anywhere. That's sick. Has, has you, have people in like people around you in your family, have people already had been say like entrepreneurial, started their own things, or is it something that you thought you want want to do at some point? Uh, so yeah, my dad and Mitch's dad both had had small businesses. So I guess there was probably that was probably in me somewhere, but no, not at that point in my life. I, I'd never thought about it. What about like gaining momentum? Then you have the first sort of client, you're working on that, you're doing a good job. When does it start to be like, oh, this is going to be something that I'm doing now? Like I'm taking on more clients, more people are interested. Was there a moment where you were just like, I'm going all in on this? Yeah, well, luckily I think the first client that we had, that that job that I jumped straight into, he was a developer. So I guess instantly there was 
like opportunities for other work there. And um, he, I can remember one night we, he wanted to recommend us for a job and we didn't at the time even have a business name. We didn't have a website, nothing was set up. And he's like, what do I, what do I tell these guys? Like, you need to, what's your business name? You need to give me something so I can show them that you guys are legit. And we're like, okay. So that night we spent a couple of hours on Squarespace coming out with a business name and a bit of a website. And Squarespace basically came up with our first business name. I think we, uh, we had to type in a little bit about what, what we did and it gave us a couple of, like, recommendations. They're like, what about better spaces? We're like, sure, that sounds good. Click, done, business name. And, um, yeah, the next day he recommended us. And at the beginning we did a lot of jobs that were, you know, little takeaway shops out in like Pakenham, like just miles away, like places that no one is, no one that I know is ever going to. Um, and then we, we sort of met another guy that uh, was doing these co-working spaces, really, really energetic um, entrepreneur. And we, yeah, had a relationship with him and he really wanted to, to give us a chance. And I think that was the point where I was like, this could be what we do, like moving forward. This, this seems like it's going to stick. Like people, people seem to like us. They want to give us an opportunity to do their jobs. Like they're trusting us. Like that was, that was really wild for me. It was like, why are people trusting me with all, like all their ideas and like, this huge like budgets and timelines and I was like I have no experience whatsoever in this but I guess you just make those relationships and you just as I said I just didn't want to let anyone down so I think that's why I just kept going. What about some of the early I guess early learnings of like diving head first and going into that fast paced you're accountable for problem solving you got timelines you got deadlines you got budgets all this sort of stuff what are some of the stuff that you learned, I guess, from doing it yourself versus when you were working for someone else previously? Yeah, I mean, I think I was pretty accountable, like, in my, in my first job, but I guess I was probably a little bit naive. Like, when you do jump into business, like, everything comes back to you. And it was pretty challenging. Like, at the beginning, I was working probably, like, 7 a.m. till 10 p.m. every day. And Mitch was out on the road a lot because he was the one that was bringing more jobs in. So it was basically just me. I don't know. You just, you just keep going and going and going until like you get to the, you get to the part where you solve it. Like there's just no, there's no like quitting, I guess. Has that always been like naturally ingrained in you to put yourself outside your comfort zone and just sort of test new areas and just be like fuck it like I'm trying this I'm having a crack like follow your instinct has it always sort of been in you like that I think so yeah I think I've got some issues with saying no (laughs) yeah you mentioned that earlier that you said you that you're not a natural business person and saying no and just saying yes so I I saw the movie yes man with Jim Carrey and I think that changed me like for about changed my whole mindset as stupid as that sounds like a movie like that just saying yes to shit it was like, yeah, go to that party. Yeah, do that thing. Like it was like experiences and like putting yourself out there. And I don't know, it actually kind of works. It puts you on that path, you know. 
Yeah, I don't think you, you, you just don't have anything to lose, especially when you are 23 or 24 years old. You've kind of got no responsibilities. Like, what, what are you going to lose by just giving it a go? Like, I guess the, like, the thing that you could probably lose is, like, maybe you let that person down, but that just wasn't in me, like, to let someone down. So I was just going to keep going until I, until I got it right for them. Well, Lachlan and I have been talking about this a bit lately is like the the concept of like taking an opportunity when it's there to take. Like people think that when you're starting out and you're building something that you, you're not going to get the best. You mentioned before you're doing some clients in the middle of wherever that no one is normally going to go to. They're not the dream clients you, you want to work with now or the ones that you're building towards, but an opportunity brings another opportunity and then you you say yes to something, you do a good job and yeah. that whether it's a flywheel or whether it's momentum or whether whatever it is, it's like that stuff builds. Is, is that how yeah. it worked for you guys? Yeah. You just need to keep getting those runs on the board because you, you just have no idea like what small job is going to lead to the big job. What's the, what's the hardest part about your job at the moment? Like what's something that you're learning at the moment? Like you mentioned you scaled now, you got like 20 staff, like that's, yeah. crazy like what do you what are you youtubing at the moment what are you learning yeah I think not being a natural business person and, and like spending the first two years just doing everything myself I think it was pretty hard for me to like let go and actually you know delegate things to people like I'm definitely like keep everything here a lot of things just are inside my head so like learning to bring in new processes, learning more about managing staff and their timelines and their, like, mental health and, like, everything that comes in, like, with it. I'm trying to get, that's my goal at the moment. Like, I really want to try and nail that. Is it, is that, is that like, is that hard? I feel like it would be, from having staff last year, we, we had staff and it was different. You know, like we don't have the same amount of pressure well, attached to it. one thing of like building out a product and like you're spending your time making that service awesome and then all of a sudden it's like training people. It's these, all these other elements to the business where it's not just like doing a banging product, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, professional services is is very different to to building, I guess, like a startup where, you're, where your goal is to just kind of get big and like, have so many people know about you. Ours is like much slower burn. So it's about like building these relationships and like making sure that your whole team's invested in like where the business is going. So yeah, training staff, like it's been like, it's such a time consuming thing, but like seeing those people thrive is really exciting for me. So I think that pushes me in that area been cool i've been seeing some content lately about people getting promoted or something going on where it's like it feels like it's a happy culture to be be around and like the stuff that you guys are selling and building such a unique process on actually designing the spaces that you do which you're keen to get into next but it, it feels like the culture that you guys are trying to build it is a one like you help lift people up around i don't know if that's from yeah. outside looking in but keen to get into it yeah it was such a we're such a happy family here like i i genuinely feel like everyone just really wants to be around each other and really loves each other. And I like that, that's probably dreams come true for me. I think like when I got, when I was working from home and I was by myself, like I just, I felt really isolated. So like having a team that just 
like wants to do things together and wants to collaborate with each other is just so important to me. And yeah, Lara, um, who just got promoted to associate director here, you know, her first day she actually started um, was the day that pretty much everything went into lockdown. And she came into the office. She's like, do I still have a job? And we're like, we've just lost two big jobs. Like we have no idea about the future of of like commercial workspaces. Like no one's going to be doing anything for a while. We're like, yep, you still have a job. We'll find something for you to do. Take your computer home and we'll figure it out. And like best decision that we've ever made because... Without Lara, this would be a very different business. How do you find nuts? How do you find Lara? Like, how does that happen? Like, and then, like you mentioned, like it's so special with what you're creating. How do you make sure the next hire they fit in and and that matches the vibe? Like, what's the process like? Or how do you set up that process? Well, so Lara actually came through a recommendation from a supplier. So we have really great relationships with our suppliers and. I think, you know, they come in here and they see that it's a really fun environment to work in. So I think just word of mouth, like people chatting about it um, brings good stuff and good energy because they want to be surrounded by people that have good energy. Uh, we do lean a lot on, on recruitment agencies as well. Like we've got some great people that will give us a call and say, hey, I think we've got someone for you. And for us, I don't think we're ever necessarily so focused on the skill set or, like, what they've done in the past. It's just, like, do they have a great attitude? Are they willing to learn? Are they just going to, like, get in there? Do they have some guts to them? And if they have those things, like, we can sort of teach the rest of it. Hey, can we get back into that moment you mentioned before with Lara's first day of, like, shit hitting the fan going into lockdown? What did you do next? What were some of the things that, how did it impact everything to do with your business? Yeah, so, I mean, as I said, like, I think I was, I was pregnant at the time, like, COVID hit, we lost two massive jobs, um, probably the two biggest jobs that we'd, we'd had come onto our desks, really, really exciting ones. And um, we just had no idea about the future of workplace. So that was, that was a really scary time for us. But um, I think we were really flexible and we pivoted and we had had resident, like a residential arm to the business sort of like in the works. Like that was kind of just moving along pretty slowly. So I think when that happened, we turned all our attention to going out and seeing more clients and selling more residential projects. And that was like our biggest year in, in Resi. Like I think a lot of people were at home. They weren't going on holidays. They were thinking about doing like up a retreat house or a beach house. And we just poured everything into it and sort of just forgot about commercial for a little while. Is it fun getting to the spaces that you do? Like does they're sick? You know what I mean? Like it's not like they're, they're not like boring projects. Like they're, they're pretty crazy. I'll have a sauna in the in the um, office space there. You know, I'll get the donut cubicle there. Like I've seen, Mitch has shown us some of the photos and we've seen your website. Like yeah. it blows <laughs> you away. When you walk into a space like that, It really, it's an experience, you know. Like you walk in, it's like captivates you. You want to be there. 
Yeah, 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 definitely. Like it's it's the most rewarding part of our job is like getting to walk into a space that we've designed and getting to see people happy and using the space and being productive. Like it's it's such a it's such a good feeling. We're actually doing a space for a sauna company at the moment as well. So it's filled with saunas, that one. <laughs> I want to work there. Maybe I should slide the resume in and just be like, I'll I'll just do anything just to work from there. Yeah. <laughs> we're also we're designing our new office at the moment very slowly but um we're definitely planning on having a sauna in there too that's like very high priority what are some of the crazy things that you've you designed and put in offices like is there anything just off the wall like i've seen like there's some companies that isn't there is it red energy or something that have a slide in their office yeah. or something like hey. that yeah <laughs> we're yet to put a slide in we're probably not slide people, to be honest. I go on so many slides though with my with my son. But um in an office, I can't I can't imagine how many people are gonna be using slide every day. But well, what what does make what does make productive workspaces then? Because I think like that's something that we did touch on with Mitch. Mitch is around like going through the process of designing a space to make workers actually be productive. Like what yeah. goes into that? It's different for everyone. And this is why we we heavily workshop before we actually get into designing. We sit down and we make sure we know our clients and we talk to the staff, we talk to the directors, we kind of get like a, a view of what how everybody feels and, how, and what they think is important at work. And we go from there. I mean, it's it's generally like you just need a variation, like variation of spaces, like you need spaces to go where you can focus you need spaces to go where you can collaborate you need spaces where you can do your own personal work but still be surrounded by a bit of a buzz a lot of people don't want a traditional reception area anymore they want to come in and they want to see people doing things they want to see people chatting having coffees meetings working and that just like kind of when you see that I guess you want to be productive like I hated working from home. I just, like, a couple of years of that and I was just so isolated. Like, my motivation really dwindled. Like, I, I, I had to do the work. I just, I wasn't feeling good most days at my, at, my, um, at my computer. I think biggest game changer for me was that I actually started getting dressed and properly ready for work. Like, I was about to walk out of the door. Because there was a period of time where I was just putting my trackies on and sitting at the computer and it was, was not working for me. So for me, like walking into this office and seeing everyone and seeing that they've got energy, that, that's what I love. For a while there, I was doing the same thing. I was putting my runners on or some shoes on if I was going to do some work from home because it's like, come yeah. on, I'm going to like pet myself up here. If I have some shoes on, then at least I know I'm not, I'm, I mean fucking business. I've got shoes on. You know? Yeah, but you shoes. don't understand, Cara. Robbie's <laughs> got the tracksuit shorts on, you know, so it's like he's working out, but they're really like comfort shorts, you know. <laughs> I did live in comfort shorts for the whole of COVID, I'm pretty sure. As long as you okay. feel like you can walk out of the house and go and do something and you're happy with what you're wearing, how you look, with how you feel, then that's okay. 
I think. I don't, I don't think Locke and I have high standards. I've seen I've, I've seen him walk outside looking like a bit of a slob lately. So <laughs> I've had um I've got a I've got a five pack uh, for Christmas of these socks and they're all like cereal ones and I wear them with like Crocs and sh- and socks down the street and like Robbie's just mortified standing next to me. Just what's going on? Corn, corn what kind of cereals? And... Like wheat bits? Yeah, no, rice bubbles, cocoa pops. Uh, there's today you had, today you uh, had the cornflakes and the crocs, and I'm just thinking this is it's a bit much. Walking settle down, Bart really. Simpson. Relax, bro. Yeah. Okay, crocs are an essential. Well, yeah, they're back in fashion now, eh? Everyone's just wearing the crocs now. I, that was my first ever Instagram post. You can go back and stalk that first ever Instagram <laughs> post. Started the croc trend in about 2011. There so the, the cereal socks are coming then. That's that's your new trend. You're about to start. I reckon pop off soon. Robbie hates him though. No, I just like that when you say that you're a trendsetter. He tries to claim things like that he started them. He reckons he started rolled up jeans back in 2000. He reckons oh, he started it in Melbourne. That's fact. It's a, a big call. It's a fact though. What is there anything that you've started, Cara, that you've just implemented in an office and now you've seen it take off and you're going, hang on, that's a bit of that's a bit of our IP. That's a bit of us. <laughs> I wish I could claim some things. Off the top of my head, I don't, I don't know if I'm confident yeah. to claim any of those things. Just be like Locke and just, just go with it. Yeah, that's what you know. <laughs> <Right> up, <Jake. laughs> What about some of the differences now as you're scaling? A like team of 20 different to when you're just by yourself. Love to get into the moment that you and Mitch decided that this is the thing that as a couple you're going to both go head first into and build it out together. But, again, like what are some of the things that you experienced going from zero to five versus five to 20 people? Um, yeah, it's, it's a massive difference, I guess, five to 20 people. It, it happened pretty slowly. I think, like, we were able to adapt, but five people, you know, you can just, you can get together, you can go have dinner. It's not, it's not a big thing. Now with 20 people, you're like, if you want to do stuff all together, it's, a, it's quite an event. Like, we've just um, recently hired a studio manager. I think that's been, like, just a huge like difference for us like we've felt a huge difference in like the weight that's on our shoulders to kind of like keep everything going um every day providing like enough amenities for all our staff and making sure that everyone's happy just simple things like that i think people is just it's hard though isn't it like they're the best and then they're the worst like they all have different expectations and stuff and managing emotions as well as your own with that responsibility like it must be cool that you can go home and I know you try to switch off with work, but like you're there with Mitch, you know, and you can talk about these sort of things. It's like your best friend, like that must be sick. Yeah, yeah exactly. We, we hundred percent know like everything that's going on in the business um, and with each other and how we might be feeling. So like it's been like we're each other's rock, like, and it is, it's really hard to switch off. Like I don't really feel like we switch off. We go home and we continue to talk about work. I think Pilot helps us to switch off, which is nice. Like we get home and we do dinner, bedtime routine. And for those moments, like we're, we're parents and we're not thinking about work, which is nice, but very, very hard to switch off when you're working with your partner. What about becoming a mum and run and doing what you do and the pressure attached to running a business? And like, I just was so impressed. Yeah, it's crazy because I, I obviously I've got a little one as well, and seeing just how much pressure is attached to 
becoming a parent and let alone running a business and seeing all the stuff that's going on, it's like I just feel like the last whole year of my life has been a bit of a whirlwind, like trying to just keep up, survive, get through, you know, like it's just it's my Keep up, survive, get through. It's exactly what it is. But he came, Pilot came, um, I think he was born just a few days before the second lockdown, which in the end I think was a bit of a blessing for us because I'm not sure that we would have ever like been able to slow down. I think I can remember even leading up to it when I was pregnant that we had a couple of clients basically asking us like, oh, do you think you're going to be able to like manage these jobs, manage our timelines um, and becoming parents? And I don't know, we just said yes, but I guess there was a little bit of fear behind that yes. Like are we actually going to be able to manage this? Like we've got no idea what's coming. And then we went into lockdown for four months and we lost those jobs and we kind of just, we, we got to be in our little parent bubble for a while, which was, which was really nice because I just don't, I don't think it would have happened. I think I would have tried to be on no sleep and keep working like immediately after it. So I got, I got a little bit of time off, but um, yeah, really leaning on, on the people around you, like a lot of our friends look after Pilot for us. Like he's got really, really good relationships with with our friends that live around here and we're so lucky for that, leaning on our parents, of course, as well. Let's give a shout-out, Erica Gerrats. That's how, obviously, we met. She's doing some cool yeah. things. Her and Alan at Fluff love seeing yeah. that stuff. Alan and Ari, yeah, they, they are great aunties. Like they just look after him all the time. You mentioned like that's stress though. Like I know you mentioned like being a parent and stuff and that's, you know, having that time, but like the pressure of like, fuck, this is our shit. We need to, bills need to be paid as well. Like how do you, how do you deal with stress? Like when you're in that situation, how do you get it off your mind? How do you? I think, yeah, I've been, I've gotten a lot better at managing stress. I don't know if you're like tolerance for stress just like gets higher as um, you get further into business. I think the first few years I, I, there was many nights that I was probably just like crying at my computer at like 10 p.m. And Mitch would always like pull me aside in those moments and try and, you know, write out all the things that I had to do. And like once you write all the things out that you have to do, everything becomes like a little goal and it doesn't feel like you can't sort of like get to all those things. Like it doesn't feel like this big, giant problem in your head it's just like all these little mini problems that you can kind of solve along the way so like it's probably always about stepping back and making sure you really understand like what needs to be done I mean I, I do like the the regular things as well like I go for walks I do Pilates try and go to the gym like those are all things that make me feel better um have a morning off go go to the park with pilot like I don't, I don't try and put too much pressure on myself to, like, have a routine as such, but I think knowing that you can have those little moments um, help with my mental health. I like when I've got heaps of shit to do and then I get so stressed that I, I know that writing a list helps, but then I procrastinate even writing the list and I like, I like to let it just feel it. Like, I know that I'm under stress, but I just... Yeah. I don't want to write that list because I don't give a fuck. I'd rather just think about it for a while, you know? 
yeah, it helps when you've got someone that like makes you accountable for it. Maybe lucky, maybe you can help him be a bit more accountable for his list. We're we're all good like that. I feel like I we I do like I'll write the list and I'll do everything bar the thing that I really need to do. That's the most important. And I'll just like clean up a bunch of the other stuff. And it's like, yeah, I got some stuff today. I felt productive, but the one thing that really needs to be done didn't get done. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, one of one of our mantras here is do the hard things first. Love yeah, that. Yeah, so that mantra of funny business. That's not what we no, actually, I do preach that. I said that my job working in um, hospitality, I always go to the coffee machine. I didn't know how to make coffee, so I'd do that first so it becomes easier. I do like that thought with some things, but some yeah. things I like to put off a little bit, you know. <laughs> hey, What about you, go, Lock? No, I was going to say pitching for work. We've never really spoke about it on the podcast, but I'd, I'd like to go through the process. Like how do you pitch for a job when you meet people and you go through the process? What's that like? We are like a very transparent, I guess, like friendly team. So for us, it's like we just want to become best friends with you, basically. Like we we met someone early on that kind of challenged the way that we were doing things and I think that opened up to us sort of changing our, um, changing the way that we pitch. We used to do a lot of work before we won a job we used to do plans renders like whatever we could to sort of win a job and then we took a step back and we really had to back ourselves I think in doing this and just really make sure that the process was clear to our clients and make everything really transparent and really easy to understand and we don't actually do much work up front anymore because we are a professional services um business so you know time is money so we if we make our process really clear we're really great to deal with like we always want to be a pleasure to deal with then that's that's kind of how we go about it it's it's not really a race to the bottom like with your fee or it's not um yeah it's not like working your ass off to like get something in front of them it's just it's just making sure that they they don't really want to make a decision without you basically just like really gaining their trust well that's the best shit like when you mentioned becoming best friends with it people do business with people so it's about the connections and it sounds like that's you've carried that throughout your whole career around just like that's what i meant like you learned the trust early on to go with people and you didn't want to let them down i feel like that's the sort of foundations of yeah. sort of how it happens yeah right? exactly yeah and it's the same we we want to do people we want to do business with people that we like doing that we like so then you then you do jobs together and you actually have fun doing those things together well, would you pitch it so would you pitch it differently now like is it for advice to people who are like starting out can you still do that or do you need to build like I feel like your process would have been refined of like multiple jobs and having case studies and examples you can build off the back of stuff. Is this also like a, a cool learning? It's not from a, it's sick that you're at this point now, but like advice to someone who may be early, is it like a build to that? Is it still a way of doing clearer? Can you go through maybe some of the things that you wouldn't, would do or didn't do now? That make, Does it make sense what I'm trying to say? I know I'm going around in circles, but I'm trying my best. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously we've, we've got some runs on the board we've got a bit of a portfolio to, to back us now 
So like we have a really great presentation that we can run people through that sort of runs through case studies um, and they can really understand like the end-to-end process. I think a lot of it is also word of mouth. Like we, we're getting leads from people that, you know, have worked with us before. Um, so you're going into something pretty warm. What about some of the stuff you're reading or watching or listening to at the moment? What are you learning about? Do you listen to pods? Do you watch YouTube? Do you read books? Honestly, no. I feel like I, like Mitch is nonstop listening to podcasts and I feel like he's always getting me to try and listen to podcasts. I don't feel like I've got the time at the moment, like to be completely honest. Like if I watch something, I want to completely turn my brain off, like, that's me right now. I think like there's been times where I was like listening and like trying to learn things and I can get like pretty attached to things. Right now we go home, we watch Survivor and we completely just turn our brains off. <laughs> I've been saying that. He's been loving the Fraser Luck updates, old <laughs> Mitchie. He loves Survivor, doesn't he? Yeah. It's like I think it's the thing that we just we watch together and we don't have to think about anything else. It's great. I've never seen Survivor. No, I need, me either. I never watched it. I've seen it. I've seen the ads. I know the concept. It's like, but I've never watched. It. I've never watched it. Is it good? Like, obviously, it must be good. Clearly, What's so good about it? Is it they backstab each other. You, know, uh, this, you get the same amount of maps. So you know. Yeah, so much strategic play at the moment. It's good. <laughs> what other shows do you watch together? You got any others that you've just said, look, we're settling down, we're watching this series together, let's waste some time together? Uh, we're, we're probably big movie people. Like We've got a big list of movies that we're working our way through. We've been watching a lot of thrillers lately. Ooh, that's my favourite genre too, you know, like yeah. uh, law-abiding citizen, that type of vibe, <laughs> you know. Is that a thriller? I don't know if it's a thriller, but it's got Gerard <laughs> Butler in it. There's a few bombs in that. It had me on the edge of my seat, so I don't know. Like a blockbuster. <laughs> <laughs> what about music? You're both music heads, yeah? You like going to the festivals. I've seen that. I've seen you have uh, – you've got a you've got a party. I don't know if we can mention it on the podcast, but you throw an annual party. That's just the biggest thing uh, going around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Night at CC's. Um, it's a big – yeah, big event now. We've had it a few times and it all happens here at the studio. I think you guys missed out last year. It was dress-up party. Was it like millennial? I saw some like old school like Snoop Dogg looking stuff. <laughs> well, no, maybe it wasn't. It was like the Ricky Martin satin, wasn't it? It was like oh, the there was a, there was a whole There was a whole mix of things going on. I'd say it was like disco vibes. You have the big disco ball. We've got the lights. It's pretty epic. Next, this year. Come this year. <laughs> That's crazy. I like that disco themed. I like a disco themed. I feel like there'd be like a lot of buttons undone, and that's that's what it makes a good party. <laughs> when you're wearing when you're wearing shirts with no buttons or less yeah. buttons. Anyway, <laughs> whatever. Let's close the better. Hey, we're on it. We're pretty early in in 2023. What are you excited about? What can we expect to see for the rest of this year? Yeah, pretty big big year on the cards. I think we've got a new office. Um, you know, that we're designing at the moment, new home for Made For. I think we'll still keep this one um, just in case we keep growing. And, yeah, I've, I feel like I've had to, I've sort of stepped off the tools a little bit to, I guess, focus 
more on what's going to happen with the business next. And, you know, one of the things that we do here is that we select and procure all our furniture um, and we do that for, for most of our clients. So I really want to, I guess, give that part of the business some love and give it some breathing space. So we're, we're about to give that its own identity um, and I guess its own business and we can look to grow that side of it. So that's really exciting. So business on the rise. Oh, I, can't, I can't wait to suss your Instagram page when all that starts happening because, honestly, I'm, I'm strong and I look at your spaces and what you're doing. I'm like, it just makes me feel good. You know, it's like that hit, little hit of dopamine where it's like I, I, I appreciate a nice space. When I didn't, I used to be just like, yeah, fuck, whatever. But, like, when, you, when you're in a space that's like, it can give you energy, can't it? Like it makes you feel like you want to do good things. It's like how music makes you feel a little bit like you're, you're in there and you're going, hey, I'm like, I'm doing my shit. Like I'm writing my best stuff in today in this space. Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, 100%. I feel the same way. I guess that's why I got into this. <laughs> <laughs> even your website's like that. You know, even you go on your website, your website's so slick. Jealous, hey, look. <laughs> is that your end? Everything, yeah, I don't know. I can, it's a good website. <laughs> we'll link it. We'll link it in the show notes and all that good stuff. But where do we find you? Like, obviously, it made for studios.com, or I'm just making that up. Yeah, you, yeah. We actually put a dash in the middle of made for, which just makes it confusing for everyone. But it is made for.com.au. You can go check out our website, see what we're doing. We've got some really exciting jobs going up um, shortly. We're doing a job for Jardin, their new HQ in Scoresby, which was like probably a dream come true for me, one of the biggest like furniture houses in, in Australia. And, um, you know, we, we got the call up to do that. So, yeah, it was a bit of a pinch me moment. So that's going to that's gonna be on the website probably mid this year. Wow, oh, right. So what type of, like, if, if, uh, if they're listening at home right now, what type of businesses should get in touch with you if they're looking to, what, what size businesses, all types? All types of business, yeah, big or small. Even yeah. if you're a fish and chip shop in Pakenham, we got you. <laughs> okay, maybe my days of that. <laughs> no, we, we're small to, to large businesses. I mean, I guess anywhere from probably... Yeah, five to ten people and up. Like we can um we can sort of resource it all right now. We've got we've got such a fantastic team here. As I said, like we've got six interior designers just working on workplace projects. Oh, that's that's so sick. Well, Cara, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much for jumping on. Let us pick your brain. Uh it's been cool to finally connect and get you on the pod. Yeah, thank you so much, guys. It was fun.